Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast, the BA Fitness Podcast, episode 12, I believe. Um, so I've been doing a lot of posts on the, um, the online academy at the moment. It's all about sustainability, commitment, basically building habits. And recently we're talking about the methods of fat loss. Now there's only one method to fat loss and that is a calorie deficit is the only way to lose fat. Now that doesn't mean there are, there aren't hundreds of different ways to obtain that calorie deficit. And that's when that's basically your decision, your decision only. It should never be pressured onto you. Um, you should never be told how to sort of obtain a calorie deficit. Yes, people can give you tips and things like this, but you have to find your own way. So that's what this podcast is going to be all about. We are going to talk about the different methods, why most of the time it kills people in terms of actually getting results and the way I would sort of tell people to go down at their first sort of the first thing they should do during a, the start of a diet. So obviously methods to fat loss, you've got things like keto, vegan, counting calories, even though counting calories is a little bit different because obviously you can do any of these and still count calories. You can do keto, you can do vegan, you can do vegetarian, you can do pescetarian and still count your calories. Um, uh, you've got juicing, Atkins, uh, intermittent fasting. Um, yeah, there's, there's loads. And obviously there's, there's different variations. Like you could do a keto diet, but just reduce your carbs. So you could have carbohydrates uh, during tea. You might be um, keto all the way to tea time, and then you can add a few carbs onto that day. That will probably reduce your calories. Now, I'll just talk about what I would say to a new starter um, in terms of obtaining the calorie deficit. So it doesn't matter what method you do to obtain that deficit, but I would always advise people to start tracking their calories. One, there's two reasons. They will, be con they will start to become conscious of the calories they are eating. Now, sometimes people actually count calories and still aren't becoming conscious of the calories they're eating and they're only tracking the food which they're conscious of putting in their mouths. Now, a lot of the time we get people who say, I've eaten 1,200 calories and I'm not losing fat, I've done it for four weeks. We know that's bullshit. You've got to start taking responsibility for what you're putting in your mouth. And remember, weekends do count. Uh, so you have to track your weekends as well. That's uh, a lot of the time, that's when people sort of get out of the groove of tracking food because they think weekends is um, this day you should be eating rubbish, which I don't know where that's come from. It's like Saturday's takeaway night. Strange. Um, 
Sunday's wine night. I don't know where that comes from. Uh, it's a habit that people have got into, and that's generally the problem. You have to remember with habits, uh, good and bad habits are exactly the same. They come around exactly the same. The only difference is if they have different effects on your life. So good habits will have good effects on your life. Bad habits will have bad effects. Um, it's all subjective. It's all on opinions. But they come around the same way. So habits come from doing things with repetition and you become so good at it. It's like this practice makes perfect 10 out of 1,000 hours. If I start kicking a ball for the next four or five years, I'm going to be very good at it and I'm going to be able to do it to such a degree that my brain doesn't have to work very hard to think about body position, where I'm going to hit the ball, the position I'm going to hit the ball. You just do it well because you practiced it so many times. You don't have to think about those little things. You just do it and you do it to a high level. That's what habits are like, bad habits, good habits. You are going to become very good at achieving these tasks, whether it's um, picking food out of your office every time you walk past. If you've built up a habit of doing that, you are going to start doing that unconsciously because you're going to be so good at doing it. You're just going to pick, put it in your mouth. Your brain isn't going to even think you've done it. Okay. So I always say people at office jobs, they, they go to the biscuit jar, they or see biscuits on the side, they pick one. And then every hour they're having one. And obviously a 10 hour shift, that's 10 biscuits. And obviously 10 biscuits can overthrow your calorie deficit quite comfortably. Um, but at the end of the day, say, oh, well, I only have one biscuit today. And they track that. That is unconscious eating. And that is something that you really need to get hold of first. That is why I would always say you need to start becoming conscious of your bad habits. Um, you need to start becoming conscious of the calories you are eating. And then you need to track the amount of calories you are consuming on a day-to-day -day basis. Time and time again, you tell people, right, this is the calorie, this is your calorie deficit number. Um, and then they go, oh, I can't eat that much. And you go, well, you're putting on weight. So you're actually putting 500 calories. You're eating on average 500 calories more than that. And plus extra because you are putting on weight at this moment in time. So on average, you are eating 700, 800 calories more than this number. And they, they obviously don't believe it. Um, and they're the people who are generally very unconscious of the calories they're eating. They're unconscious of their bad habits. And they need to address that before they even start obtaining a calorie deficit. Now, even though I'm saying don't start a calorie deficit, doesn't mean you can't start tracking food. You can start figuring out problems. It can be a diary for you to ensure that you actually, well, you know how many calories you are eating per day. Might give you the shock that you need. Uh, it might give you a good platform to obviously go into the next day and figure out, I don't really need that. I don't really need that. I like doing that. So what keep that in? That's little tiny changes that are going to make big differences within your diet.
before you go into a calorie deficit. So I would always advise people to track their calories, become conscious of the calories they're eating because you're not going to obtain a calorie deficit if you do, don't, well, if you're not conscious of the calories you are eating, it's just not going to happen. So another little exercise for you in regards to good and bad habits, you can just jot down on a piece of paper everything you do that day. So if you do something, you can write it down. So you get up, what do you do when you get up? Do you make your bed? Write that down. Do you go downstairs, get your breakfast? What sort of breakfast do you have? Um, can you make healthier options easier to get hold of in the kitchen rather than is a cereal on the side um, with this much milk? Maybe you need to prep the day before to ensure that you're not having as much milk or as much cereal because I've been there, everyone's been there. Every time, it seems to be a, a long, continuous road of you have the same meal and you just add a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more until it's sort of, it's out of control. Now again, that's bad habits. So you need to start becoming conscious of it again. Uh, start making things harder, i.e. night before, get your cereal set out, get your milk set out in, a, in something, and then you just pour it and you eat it, done. You haven't gone over your calories, you know how much you're having, simple. And obviously weighing scales can do that as well. If you actually put your cereal on a weighing scale and say, I'm not allowed to go over this number, again, you're becoming conscious of the amount of calories you are eating, and that's a good thing. Now, James Smith, I never, never knew this. James Smith says grams and milliliters are the same. So if you're looking for 300, 200 milliliters of milk, 100 grams of um, cocoa pops, that's 300 grams in your uh, thing. So I used to, so I've actually lost a step. I used to put it into a, uh, I don't know what you call it, a container. Uh, with the milliliters on the side and I used to pour it into there and then pour it into my cereal. But now I don't need to do that. Just put it on the scale, pour the milk in. When it's 200 grams, it's 200 milliliters. When it's, and so on, it's easier to do. So people who say they can't weigh food and track food, that's a lot of rubbish. You only, especially on my fitness pal, if you have the same breakfast every day, you only need to track it once and then after that, you can literally just, every week you can call, uh, copy meal, copy meal, copy meal, copy meal. It takes you one minute out of the week. So for people who say they haven't got time, you're fooling yourself. Okay. Um, so yes. Next sort of topic on this is with diets, people, they generally aren't picking what will, they're not thinking about lifestyle. So that all they're thinking about is body weight, how many, how much calorie, how many, uh, how much weight they can lose over the week. Can, um, they don't think about what they have to give up 
to follow this plan. Things like ketogenic diets, they're only looking at the end point. Now, the results, yes, are great, but it's got to take you a long time to get to them, them results. Now, people, ketards and stuff like that say, oh, if you get into ketosis, everything's going to drop a lot quicker. Yes, ketones do help the oxidization in, in fat, but so minimal that it's not going to make a jack shit difference in terms of time. Maybe 100 calories per day. So you've got to do a month to have one pound less um, through ketogenic diet. Are you going to last 30 days? Probably not. So if you love carbs, why would you take them out? If you like alcohol and you're going to add alcohol back into your diet at the end of a calorie deficit, then keep it in. You just need to have less of it. Now, most of the time you get people with the yo-yoers because they take too much out of their diet and then they don't think about maintenance after all they think about is, right, I'm going to lose weight. Alcohol's bad for you. Carbs are bad for you. Drops. Obviously, they drop into a massive deficit. If you're having three bottles of wine a week, that is that's half, of, half a pound straight away. You take all your carbs out of it, that's a, probably a full pound. That's stupid. So... You are going to lose a lot of weight on that. But then what happens when you bring them back in? Are you going to stop drinking forever? Probably not. Are you going to stop eating carbs forever? Probably not. So it's a bad way to go in terms of longevity, maintenance, and well, sustainability. So my, my advice always would be figure out what your diet is. What foods do you like? Now, it doesn't matter how much you consume at this moment in time, okay? It takes time to figure out what works for what person. So just bring your calories back a little bit. So if you have, uh, like I said before, you're having cocoa pops in the morning, are there healthier options? that you enjoy. No, you like your Cocoa Pops? Okay, can we reduce the amount of milk? Can we change the milk that you have so it's lower calories? Can you have less Cocoa Pops during the day? Yeah. So it's not about eliminating foods. Remember, no bad food. There is no bad foods. There are no good foods. If you have a full diet of broccoli, that is bad for you. If you have a full uh, diet of chocolate cake, that is bad for you, okay? Your body needs a mountain of nutrients coming from different sources of foods. This is when ketogenic diets aren't great. Now, when people say stuff like, oh, I've got loads of energy during, because um, uh, I'm not eating carbs, uh, there are plenty of studies say that is just the calorie deficit that's doing that. So calorie deficit, there are studies to show that concentration levels and energy levels can go up. And obviously, 
I've talked about this before in another podcast. People who are really big, 150 plus kilos, and they're walking up a hill and they're knackered and they start gasping for air and they're going, I'm so unfit. No, they're not. They're just overweight. If I, so I'm 75 kilos. If I was, if I had a hundred kilos on my back and I walked up a hill, I'd be fucked too. Yeah. So it's, it's not a fitness thing. It's a weight thing. So if you start to bring your weight down, just to think how much uh, your lungs, your heart and everything is going to find, it's going to find everything so much easier when you're a hundred kilos lighter than you are now. So just make little changes throughout your diet at this moment in time. Now remember, you are going to fail. It should not be a reason just to go, ah, fuck it. If you have that, um, if you've got someone coming around for tea, you don't want to worry about calories. Fine. One day is not going to ruin a year's work, uh, full of work. Like there are times when you should just go, okay, fuck it. Okay. Guilt-free, unconditional permission to eat. And then obviously if you're, you want to lose that few extra pounds again, you can get back on it the next day. It's not a problem. And you might find that you could make better choices throughout that day. So you go, okay, well, I know I'm having a, a big meal tonight. I'm not going to worry about it, but I'm just going to skip breakfast. Fantastic. Yeah, that is fine. Um, or I'm going to have a lower calorie drink. Fine. You can make those choices, but you don't have to. Like if there are certain social events which you just want to enjoy, then go ahead and do it. Okay. Just when you're trying to obtain a calorie deficit, just try and maintain your diet as much as possible. So the types of food that you eat, but just reduce them. And then you will, you'll hit a calorie deficit. Now we've talked about weight fluctuations and things like that within uh, women, how the cycle affects it. You're not going to lose weight every week. So yes, weigh yourself, but don't think too much into it. Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I've finally uh, talked about everything that I wanted to talk about on a podcast. Um, and I didn't waffle on, so that was great news. I must be improving. Um, but yes, everything you need to know about methods in fat loss, and what you should maybe do. Okay, hope you all have a fantastic day. Podcast will be coming soon. I'll see you all later.